What is up, dog? What up, KK? What's up, man? We'll be listening to the Fair Weather Podcast, your what boy, 2K Suave. Join with your the, the Phillies. You join with Sammy. You join with A Rod. Uh, missing a member today. Got to take care of the kiddos. Uh, but damn, how about them damn Phillies now? How about them damn Phillies right now? A Rod, you can't jinx me today. I won't. My bad on the other day. I uh, I had a boo boo there. Anyway, what we got going on today, boss. Yeah, we got um obviously. Bro, we just hit another home run. <laughs> That's what we got going on. We so, got the Phillies game Nick going Cassiano on the background. Nick just hit a home run. Brandon Marsh just hit a home run. It's ten to two. We got to play. We got to play by play on the Phillies what? game. This guy, this guy, man, this guy. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm crazy. I'm going crazy right now. I mean, this is a. It's been a good time for me. You know, we're we're about to talk about the craziest, wackiest, wackiest things we've seen in sports, right? I gotta say, as a, as a, you know, as, as a, as a sports fan, this, this fall. It's been a very good fall. I mean, USF has been hit or miss. Um, but the Phillies, uh, a couple of nights ago, you know, it was was pretty shitty. But outside of that, the Phillies, the Eagles, the Michigan Wolverines, uh, you know, it's, it's just been, it's been beautiful for me. Uh, but let, let, let's talk about the craziest, wackiest things we've seen uh, over the last week. And, Sammy, I would like to start this one off because this is something that's been, that's been like, stuck on my brain since Saturday night. The University of Miami Hurricanes. What the hell were they thinking? Not y'all, sure. saw, y'all saw what happened there? Yeah. What the hell Just kneel it. were they thinking? Just Mario Cristobal, Mario Cristobal, like, you know, I saw people say, oh, he should get fired, blah, 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 blah. Like, y'all, you can't fire somebody that, over that, something that stupid. I get it. But, boy, how stupid do you have to be to not kneel the ball and just go and get the victory. I think they were like 19-point favorites over Georgia Tech. They let Georgia Tech go into their crib and, and beat them on a on a, on a a deep pass, like on a fumble and then a deep – I don't know, man. I'm just – that's the craziest, wackiest thing I've seen uh, 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 in, in the last week. Uh, but, hey, Rob, what, what you got, man? What you got on your end? I think the craziest, wackiest stat that I've seen is uh, the Rays' postseason woes where they can only score just one run. And even on top of that, let's – We'll probably we're gonna allude to it at the very end, um, but the AL East, how we, you know, romant or, or or chirp them up to be this big bad division with a bunch of winners in there, and the two best teams in that division year in and year out aren't in the playoffs, and the three that do get in don't even get a win. They didn't Not- do a good job representing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the AL East, I mean, bunch of chumps, if you ask me. So that's what I leave it at. Sammy, what you got? The craziest thing that I saw, I don't know if it's crazy, but I just watched this highlight because I was watching the game and I watched this highlight probably four times and I watched it like in different scenarios and it was just ridiculous what this man is still continuously doing in La Liga right now. Jude you were gonna Bellingham. Say. This man, first of all, he scored his first goal, which was an absolute rocket. Then his second goal, he gets the pass fakes the defender one-on-one with the keeper, literally right next to the goal. The goalie just, as soon as the goalie moves, he nutmegs the goalie. Like, unreal. <laughs> I was laughing for probably like 10 minutes, and I like just had the highlight on replay, just watching like 
did he he did it on purpose like 100 percent did it on purpose it was absolutely ridiculous i know it's that wacky but i think it was pretty crazy that he scored that goal that second goal it don't gotta be crazy it don't, it don't gotta be wacky crazy is good too i mean shit, somebody nutmegging somebody on purpose if, uh at that goalie, age, i mean hey the goalie hey, the goalie at that and I'm gonna take if that. you guys get a chance whoever watching please go look at that jude bellingham goal it was absolutely ridiculous like yeah i don't think you understand game. like yeah it was crazy I watched the game, man. It's crazy because he's a center midfielder, too. So for him to be going off like that, it's insane. And where's Holland at? That's what I want to know. What happened to Holland? Hey, yo, there's a, there's a, what is Just it? What did they say? There's a, uh, a bolo. There's a bolo for, uh, for Holland. I'm like, yo, be on the lookout because I can't find him. He has like a, like a super him. low expected goal, or he had like a zero expected goals against Arsenal the other day, which was absolutely crazy. He was shut down, and that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Well, for me, for me, you know, uh, last week I had to watch Galatasaray, whatever that fuck place team club is, beat us, and then we were almost about to lose to Brentford. Uh, <laughs> talk about Manchester United. <laughs> I was on suicide watch, honestly, man. I was like, man, like, cause like you know, all my teams are doing well, right? And I'm like, look at you. You know what I said a couple weeks ago about shitty ass Manchester United lately, the way they've been making me feel. I was I was ready to just you know just go play in traffic. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> extra time came and I was like, okay, all right. So, uh, yeah, that was another crazy thing for me. That was actually you know, pretty it, crazy. McTominay comes in in the 90th minute, scores two goals back to back. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. That, that was, that was, that for me was like, oh my God, I could not breathe. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Mr. Scott McTominay. <laughs> that was dope. That's, that's, that's my crazy wacky thing. What, what's the rundown today, Sammy? What we got? Yeah, so just a quick rundown college football from, you know, this past weekend, which, you know, we had some um, things that we touched on last week that pretty much happened. And, and so I wanted to give us credit, even though people can't really <laughs> hear the audio. Um, and then obviously just get down on NFL Week 6. I mean, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to really break down with NFL Week 6. Obviously, you guys are on a high and then... I'm and Vic, of course, he's not here. We're on an absolute low, and that's been a big conversation point. So I'd love to get, you know, I'm sure people want to hear my opinions on it. And then obviously what you guys think, you know, the Patriots, obviously I'm sure you guys want the Patriots to play in traffic, but I mean, you know, they're at, they're at a crossroads. So, um, and then obviously the Lamar Jackson situation with the Ravens. Um, and then obviously we'll do the, the key matchups. A-Rod, who's, who, who won last week, by the way? Uh, me and Vic tied. We all didn't do so hot. Vic and I both got two right, and you both got one right. We were on the ones that we all picked the same line on. We were all wrong on those. So Houston, <laughs> Baltimore, and Tennessee failed us all. So. I just gotta say, you know, my cowboy shit worked. <laughs> my cowboy <laughs> trickery worked. So I'm um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, shout out to the 49ers. And shout out to George Kittle. F Dallas for real. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll we'll finish it off. Um, we didn't really get a to publish our NBA discussion so we can kind of put that on the table as well. well we'll set the table for you know a little bit of the trades that happened last week that we didn't really you know publish for that and then of course season starts next week right yeah I think so we had yeah, obviously man, we some got, preseason got stuff going on yeah yeah hey Chris Tapp's looking good by the way <laughs> put that white yeah, jersey don't, on him <laughs> don't 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 I'm telling you, I know what's gonna happen. I know. I'm not He's getting my hopes up. I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm just up. saying, he don't got to be the first or second option, but it, or he. I mean, technically, he don't even have to be the third. I, and they got a point guard for real, for real. I can't wait to talk about the Celtics. You know I me, mean? like I'm. I'm gonna keep it real. I don't. I'm. I'm. You know, I love my team, but I'm gonna keep it real about basketball. I don't care who it is. I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm excited. I'm excited for the season for real. Mm. 
And then we'll we'll finish it off with the MLB. Obviously, we're gonna give you your flowers, KK. Let you you know sound off and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, let's 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 kick it off real quick with um, some just some uh, quick college football takes. Um, the big thing that I kind of wanted to touch on with you guys, um, which I had noticed this past weekend, was again the same thing Pause. that I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks is the Alabama situation. Like, are you mm-hmm. guys? wavering on Alabama and Nick Saban for this season. I know Vic put out that crazy take a couple weeks ago, and I'm sure you guys weren't going to take it, although KK was almost convinced. Uh, I'm convinced, too. I'm still convinced. convinced. You guys are still convinced. Even though, I mean, to be fair, Texas A&M is not a bad team. Um, they, they, They have a pretty good squad on their end. But, I mean, not a very convincing win, again, from Alabama. So, what do you guys think? You go ahead, a I, th- I think for Alabama, it's it's a different way that they're approaching the game right now. I think it's it's trying to find out what fits the scheme that Alabama wants to run. Obviously, we saw the quarterback shuffle they did in the first few games, and now they're doing it with more offensive players and defensive guys too. So I think we're just used to seeing them go out there and beat everybody 40 to 20 or like 40 to 3, things yeah. like that. So we're we're spoiled by that but we also got georgia that kind of goes out and does that too so i i think the mold for alabama was was taken by a lot of schools and when it when it struck lightning and they and they got it alabama sat back and was like okay they're copying us let's take another route let's go into the other book that we got and let's put something else together where we kind of play possum throughout the year but we're still a powerhouse school. We're still respected. There's a reason at least 10 guys from our school go in the first round every year. So I, I, I'm not afraid of it. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little bit concerning when you beat USF 17 to, to 6 or whatever it was. That's a little weird to me. But other than that, I, I think Alabama knows what they're doing. Nick Saban, I don't think he's gone senile yet until I start hearing him say some crazy off the rock or get off my lawn type shit. Then I'll believe Alabama's done. But until on, then, on his double shoot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're fine. It's it's just we we've been spoiled to see an old style of Alabama football where they just you know beat take them back to the woodshed as we like to say and just beat the shit out of them. So yeah, I mean for me, you know we, we you know we're watching it. You know Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are like always going to be attached at the hip, right? Bill Belichick failed to adjust to uh, today's NFL. Saban did a good job adjusting today today's college football, especially when he had Tua and you know her and you know, all that stuff that he had in the, in the last couple of years. But you know, obviously, you know one thing about college football, the one thing about honestly football in general, you need to have the quarterback to kind of settle the whole thing down. And you know, I mean, they have a lot of youth at the quarterback position. I mean, you know, it's it's hard it's hard. You know, you watch a lot of these teams and. I mean, like USC, they'll start off down zero to seventeen, but they know I have Caleb Williams. I'm fine. Colorado with Shadour Sanders. Uh, you know, a lot of these teams that have that guy, it's like, okay, don't worry, we have that guy. So I think they just need they need to uh, be a little bit. They're not ultimately that confident to me with you know with the quarterback situation. I mean, with their players in general, I don't know what they did during the off season because you know typically you know Nick Saban teams come into the year pretty uh, you know pretty prepared uh but you know it's 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 not like they're lo- it's like they lost one game right it's not like they're like out here losing right it's it, it, like last year like they lost they beat texas and it was barely right and texas came back and, and beat them this year right it's like 
they're still going to be be able to beat teams. It's just not going to look the same way it used to look. And like everybody said, like yeah, something we we got so used to and accustomed to them just taking you know taking teams back to, back in the, to the backyard and just you know beating the crap out of them. So and you know and to me like when we talked about uh, like Georgia, right? It's like Georgia and Alabama have kind of like switch like shifted, where like Georgia's like the new Alabama for right now. And Alabama is like that Georgia, who still a very good team and will probably be at, be there at the end, but it's going to probably come down to the SEC championship game or something like that. And um, so I, I, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I'm still, I'm still rocking with my dog saving. Um, and but obviously, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good college football teams this year, so it's hard for me to say, oh yeah, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. Um, but you know, if they get into the dance, that's not a team that you want to play in the dance. So. I'm still, I'm still, still, you know, cautiously observing, but obviously it doesn't look as good, but a win is a win, right? That's true. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> on the other side, something that we talked about last week, and I think most of us were in consensus, we were very frustrated by this, but Notre Dame did lose to Kentucky, or I mean to Louisville this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, still ranked still- 21st, which is super, super annoying, um, which brings yeah. me to my next point. They got key game this week against, you know, A-Rod's boys, USC. Uh, so number 10 USC at Notre Dame should be a pretty good game to watch. Obviously, we got a little Pac-12 showdown, number eight, Oregon against number seven, Washington. And then the last one I wanted to touch on, which uh, unironically, Texas A&M at number 19, Tennessee. So we saw what Texas A&M was able to do and slow down Alabama, who for all intents and purposes, still a pretty good team, maybe not the best team that we've seen in years past. But it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see what Texas A&M can do to Tennessee this upcoming. I'm saying it's an upset alert. I don't know what you guys think about that. Any of those? I mean, the, SEC, of those are... the SEC right now is, is is very tricky. Like, we saw Kentucky go to Florida and just beat the dog shit out of them. And then I thought – and Georgia barely has been barely beating teams like Alabama. They were barely beating teams as well. And then in comes Kentucky and they beat the shit out of them. He was like <laughs> – so it's like – it's really hard to gauge, but the end, the SEC is the SEC for a reason. It's a lot of talent everywhere. So, yeah, upset alert. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. You know, Tennessee to me, I'm not, I'm not all that sold on anyway. So, I, I could rock, I could rock with you on that one. I could rock with you on that one. <laughs> you have Texas A&M beating Tennessee. I, I can. I'm not. I mean, we had, we had a, who's yes, the sir. coach at Texas A&M? Right. He's still a good coach, right? Yeah. Like. So it's like, I mean, is that, I, what, is that what y'all are saying that you would have ten, Texas A&M over Tennessee? Yeah, this weekend, this coming weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I would, I would too. Yeah. Tennessee is a streaky school. It's like one year they're a powerhouse, they're really, really good, and then for like three years they're just like mediocre, and then one year they're bad, and then they're back to being really, and then gone. Yeah. So like, I feel like last year they hit that that ceiling of like we're good, we're really good, and then once uh, the quarterback left and the receiver left. And their new, offensive new coordinator who went to USF. Their offensive coordinator went to USF. Exactly. So. Let's go, Goldish, even though you let me down this weekend. My uh, goodness. Geez. So, <laughs> just so we know, just so y'all know, so I, 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 y'all haven't gone to the watch parties at District Tavern, have y'all? No, I want to. Do it. It's pretty fun. They give you, like, these juicy-ass shots. Uh, pause. <laughs> um, after every, every touchdown and everything like that, it's cool. But, but um, a friend of mine knows somebody who works for the team and they told me right before the game they've been very lackadaisical this week because they already think they have it in the bag and as soon as they said that i was like okay they're gonna lose because that's what that's the that's the usf we've been we've getting used to lately is them they take a team too lightly and then they play down to the competition 
and they get blown out by Trent Dilfer's UAB. The same Trent Dilfer who was yelling at his coach on the sideline what was a week or two ago. So it's just, go well, yeah, that's the Bulls for you. That is that's the Bulls. The Bulls. <clears throat> <laughs> but all right, let's get into the juicy topics, man. NFL Week Five, boys. All right, let's start with you, A Rod. Let's let you. This is your platform to sound off on the New York Jets. You guys got a dub this weekend, didn't you? We did, and it was against a crippled handicap team that, you know, did whatever, it's a wash for me. However, it is my second Super Bowl because I was looking forward to this game because of the offseason with Sean Payton saying that Daniel Hackett's the worst coach in NFL history and bad-mouthing that. And it's, it's what I was alluding to before the Aaron Rodgers injury of what I saw with this team is that they will run through a wall for Salah. They will run through a wall for Hackett. They're, they were all in sync and all ready to win until something catastrophic like losing Aaron Rodgers happened. Mm-hmm. But as, as Salah has been preaching since he's been there, all gas, no break, and that's what they did. Just when they got out of the game, they get right back in it. Brees Hall looked great. Zach Wilson was good, serviceable to me. Um, the pick Almost at the end had the end. serviceable. <laughs> Just serviceable? Yeah, man, because he Come fucks on, up. Show my dog some love, man. No, man. I, KK, KK, stop. Okay, I've dealt with bullshit my entire life. Okay, and I would have given him a great grade in that game if it wasn't for that pick he threw at the end that almost lost him the game. I almost shit my pants. I was like, "Well, here we go. This is what happens. This is what I'm used to." But they found a way to win it, and I'm happy for them for that. Stick it to Sean Payton. Um, I was always a big Sean Payton fan, and for him to just like say that shit, I thought that was very immature, very like you know you've been out the league for two years and you just don't know how to act type shit. I so, think that's the reason why, because he's been out the league. You know, you get into that broadcast mode where you are, you talk, you have to talk bad about a team. That, that's, I mean, look at Sexy Rexy when he goes when he goes on air, he don't give, he don't a, give shit. a fuck. He don't give a he flying give shit. Like he will tell he you. But he, he didn't give you how it is in New York. He didn't give a fuck but, in New York. But either. It's, it's you. You can see it's a lot. It got more like, all right, I don't give a shit about none of y'all for real, for real. And Sean Payton finally got was free. You gotta understand, Sean Payton has been coaching for a while, and you know he went through the little Bounty Gate thing, had a little break there, but like he he was stressed. You saw how much weight he gained uh, <laughs> or lost, whatever it was. Like he just looked different. So yeah, he. I think I think uh, I think that's all it was, man. Like he was out of the out of the media, but yo, know, shout out to Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, but come on, show my dog Zachy. Zachy was oh, love, KK. man. It's okay. He he's still a kid, man. KK, shut up. Okay, you're just using <laughs> tactics in because I got to play you next week, and you know I'm gonna get the dog shit beat out of us. So I'm, I'm waiting for that. Which we'll touch on. Don't 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 get with it. We're gonna touch on that. We're gonna touch on. Nervous. Right, KK. Right, what's what's been going on up there uh, on Eagles Mountain? I, I I gotta admit, first of all, I gotta admit, you know, like you had said. You guys may not win pretty, but you still get the dub, right? And honestly, I thought this was a good mixture game from you guys where you controlled the game pretty much the whole time. I mean, the Rams kept it close. Pretty good team now. But you guys shut them out in the second half, which I thought was – it just goes to show you, like, the the adjustments you guys make. And it, it's, it's pretty impressive. I'm not going to pat your back too much, so I'll let you sound off now. <laughs> First and foremost, I'd like to uh, – Mr. Jalen Hurts right here. This man right here, he's an icon. He, he sleeps with that guys. He's a, whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow <laughs> your roll, brother. Slow your roll. Nah, but that 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 dude, man, that team. You we talk about running through a wall for somebody, right? They run through a wall for Jalen Hurts. Um, and the like in the first half. Remember, I, I, I Sam, you laughed at it. I, I put the uh, 
the post on my story, uh, we getting cooked. Cooper oh. Cup was just, <laughs> Cooper Cup and Puka Nuka Wuka. Man, it was gay. We was getting cooked. Don't forget Tutu, bro. Got the tutu there too. And Tutu, yeah, we was getting cooked. And then, bro, I don't know what uh, what, uh Shot decided in, in 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 the locker room during halftime, but these boys came out and I mean, it was. If you're if you're not a fan of either of those teams, it was it was kind of boring because I was just sitting on my couch like, yeah, they ain't scoring on us no more. Like we fit like once we something clicked for us, right? And you know, and like I said, you know, we we're not winning pretty. I don't care. Like, at the end of the day, I know that we are able to control the ball whenever we want to. We at the and here is like the, the biggest drive for me. The end of the first half, uh, the Rams just score. There's 32 seconds left on the clock. 32 seconds now. Certain coaches will probably kneel the ball in that situation. Like, all right, let's go into halftime and, and see what happens. Shout out to the Phillies. They just uh, they just put the Braves away, by the way. Uh, you know, shout out to Bryce Harper. Hold up real quick. My bad. A little off topic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So end of the first half, you know, 32 seconds left. And we drive, drive, drive down the field. We get to the one-yard line. And what happened? The push, the tush push, the brotherly shove, the whole shit that the whole league is crying about but can't do it to the effect that we can. We ran that play so much in this game, and there was nothing the Rams could do about it. And that's the that's the identity of this team. We are going to beat the shit out of you on the offensive line and the defensive line. We won the Super Bowl back in 2018 against your Patriots, uh, but that whole year was all about the O-line and the D-line. This year, O-line and the D-line. Look at Jalen Carter. He's like – Already, he's already him, and he doesn't even like he has he's his breast still smell like Similac. That's what uh, uh Stephen A would say. He's still a baby, and he don't even know he don't <laughs> even know how good he's gonna be. So I, I I'm not even I'm not stressed. You know, we got the Jets this week, and we're gonna that's a good test. Uh, you know, uh de- defensively, y'all have a great defensively, defense. yes. So defensively. that's a good test for us to see, you know, how we're gonna do against that, and then you know, hopefully we just we maul y'all on the on the offensive and defensive line, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's fun. Uh, it's fun up here at the top of the mountain, uh, us in San Francisco. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's it's we're waiting. We're waiting for somebody to to test us for real. Um, but uh, but not. I'm I'm happy about where we're at because at the end of the day, five and zero is five and zero. So I'm not. I can't be mad at that. So, no, you man. cannot, sir. You cannot be mad at that. So, <clears throat> I'm I'm not gonna get too much into it just because I wanted to have kind of a blame game to Skylar. I really like that segment that we did um, last time with the blame game. So Patriots are obviously one of the teams that I put it on there. So I'm not Real quick, go- Sammy. Yeah. Do you, do you need a therapist? <sighs> because at A-Rod, ask A-Rod. I, I, will, I will be your therapist if that's what you need. Because obviously, y'all have been – like, whenever your football team's in the news for all the wrong reasons, it's not fun. So how are you feeling just emotionally right now? Um, can I be honest? I'm extremely yeah, indifferent and maybe that's bad, right? Like maybe that's yeah. bad. Maybe I'm suppressing the emotions, but I literally was, so I'm in Arizona, right? And obviously the time difference, oh, it's beautiful. I could watch the games like during the daytime. It was awesome. Um, I put it on, I'll admit, I watched just the first quarter because I knew that's all I needed to watch. And then yeah. I saw the highlights later and I'm sitting there uh, every couple Every 20 minutes, I'm looking at my phone. Oh, 21-0, 24-0, 31-0, 34-0. And 
I just laughed, right? That that's all I could do at this point because it's not like I'm surprised, right? Like this is a game the Patriots should have won if they're that team, right? Like if they have a team, which they don't. They don't have an identity. The guys, I'm pretty sure Mac Jones lost the locker room. I don't think the guys trust him. You can see it in the body language of the receivers. Why are they going to put their bodies on the line for somebody that they don't really trust, right? Um, my, the other side of the coin is I look at Jacoby Myers scoring a touchdown the other day, like the first touchdown of the game, and I'm just like, yeah. so you take and 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 then there's here's the thing too. So I I see a lot of Patriots fans now saying there's no excuse for Mac Jones because Tom Brady did it with with less. First of all. First of all, Tom Brady is a legend. Like, that's a legendary yeah, talent. My like, bad. That's I the exception. That I said that before, that's, too. My bad. That's the exception, <laughs> not the rule. Number two, yeah. the second part of it is Tom Brady always had his boy. No matter what the roster construction was around, there was yeah. always at least one or two guys that were always consistently there, right? It started with Troy yeah. Brown. Then it went to Wes Welker. Then mm -hmm. it went to Julian Edelman, Right. Randy so, Moss mixed in there. Well, I, I just mean like regardless and, of of the other weapons, there was always okay. that one like reliable and guy Gronk. to move the chains. Gronk. Exactly. Right. Gronk as well. Yeah, yeah. But there's always that guy that he could rely on to move the chains that could kind of yeah. suppress defenses and be like, oh, snap. Like now we have to adjust. And then another guy will be open, right? The, t the moment Mac Jones gets someone like that and you throw that guy away, you like completely change this entire team. He has nobody that he can trust, nobody that he can rely on, nobody that's got his back. The one guy that had his back that he was friends with and everything that had a tremendous year last year, right? Out of nowhere, you trade him or you you don't give him an extension. So anyway, that that's my point on that with the whole Tom Brady, Mac Jones thing. I'm not saying Mac Jones is Tom Brady, nor am I saying he isn't. I'm just saying if you, you can't compare apples and oranges um, overall. Uh, but that, that's my take on it. I mean, the injuries on defense didn't help anything this weekend. We got, like, no pass rush. Um, mm -hmm. Defense just didn't look as good as it used to or, or as it did before the injuries. I mean, but that, I don't think it was an excuse. I think we still should have won the game or at least scored some point, made it a closer game than it actually was. But I was happy, honestly. I was so happy. I, I even said it. I'm sitting with my friends. I'm like, I hope we get blown out. I want to get blown out. I want to get blown out for the rest of the season. Pause. Like I want Pause. this team. To just, I That's want this crazy. team to just be absolutely demolished. I think there needs to be a change. But anyway, we'll get to that in the next in the next segment. Um, Somebody the blame. You sound like you sound like A Rod like a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, you sound like A Rod still. Somebody nah, blown bro, out. Nah, bro. <laughs> Pause. Right. So I had. Um, I was hoping that Vic would be on here. But since he's not here, we'll do a quick shout out for him. And since we got the NBA coming up, <clears throat> I wanted to do a who do you love NBA style. And you guys are going to get really mad at me because I'm not trying to make this the Townie Sports Podcast. But he did send something pretty interesting over the uh, yesterday about which player would you want taking a shot with the game on the line, right? So we'll frame it in that context, okay? Current players in the NBA, game on the line. Who would you want to take the shot? And the player that we'll put a highlight on that we compare, right? I have Obviously, we have those like four or five names here. We'll put Jason Tatum on that list, right? So Jason Tatum is the player. Do you love Jason Tatum to take this last shot? Now, I think the first three guys are tough. But, so we'll, we'll start at the top, right? So, Steph Curry. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's 
Any Steph argument, Curry. right? Steph Curry. No argument. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, unfortunately. Don't unfortunately. He's he's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, unfortunately. <laughs> all right. Damian Lillard. Get Dame time. Dame time all day, baby. Come on now. You know Come it. Come on, man. Jimmy Butler. Shit, Jimmy Buckets. I'm taking Jimmy. Give me Jimmy. Just Give because me Jimmy of what? Buckets. Because of what, though? He missed the shot, right? In the Give championship game, he missed the shot. Give me Jimmy Buckets. A Rod? I want I would I want I want somebody to pull up the numbers like Vic would. Who's made the most go-ahead shots over the last, you know, you know, under the last minute, whatever of a game. I'm taking I'm taking I'm taking a big shot, Jimmy. Taking Jimmy Buckets all day. Yep. I haven't seen Tate. I mean I I mean I've seen Tatum do it a couple times, but like ah, that's what I mean. Ne- Come on. Never significant enough. It's never been significant enough to be like, oh my god, Jason Tatum. Like Jason Tatum has had dominant games. But I haven't really like I don't have that you know, you remember Damian Lillard waving goodbye to Paul George of course. the walk off against the Rockets. You remember of those of course, games. but it, I mean that's the body of work too. Now okay. <laughs> Nikola Jokic. This is just taking the last shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Buckets. Okay, Nikola Jokic. Oof. I take Wait, taking the shot or have the ball in their hand? Because you know, taking the shot, Jokic, taking making, the shot. All right, because Jokic will make the right play, <laughs> but I'll rather have Tatum take the shot. But if uh, Jokic has the ball in his hand, somebody's going to be wide open, and he's going to fit. I seen Jokic in the corner of one of uh, the three, and throw the ball like. We're like talking a, about like last a, shot. Like a, We're talking about last shot. I know it was a last shot. It was a sidearm pass. It looked like Patrick Mahomes across the court to I forgot. I think it was maybe maybe Jamal or somebody. To, and made the game winning shot. I've seen, I've seen it. So I seen it. I would like the ball in Jokic, in Jokic's hands, but I'd rather Tatum take the shot. I, I think I agree with 100 percent what KK said. Okay, so you're seeing him around that four range. So that makes sense, like five, maybe top five. Now, I think these next two are tough, right? Um, Luka Doncic or Jason Tatum taking Luka, the last shot. Luka, come on, man. We've seen Luka do it in the playoffs a few times. <laughs> Luka. Luka's shooting percentage is god awful. I can't believe you guys are picking him. Kyrie Irving. I've seen Luka do it against the Clippers. I've seen Luka do it against the Clippers a few times, actually. Give me Luka. Kyrie, I've seen Kyrie do it in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Give me Kyrie. I need to see the moment. And I know A-Rod's not going to pick Kyrie. <laughs> no, I'm going to pick Kyrie, too. I'm, wow. I'm with Kyrie. Because my, my argument for Tatum is just, like, he doesn't scare me yet. He doesn't have that factor that's, like, I'm going to close out the game. I'm the guy to do that. It goes to J- uh, Jalen Brown, and he slips and falls when he goes left every time. That's what happens. And, and Marcus Smart too. I've seen Marcus Smart hit some game winners. I've seen like yeah. I'm taking yeah. Give me a yeah. We yeah we 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 still got a long way to go with Tatum. And Tatum is up there, right? But he hasn't done that yet. You know what I mean? Like you know you know how you have you know how you have all those ratings in 2K. It's like a 98 scoring, a 85 dunk. Like Tatum's got all that. But I feel yeah. like uh, the last second shot number right there, it's just like, eh. I just, I don't. Is, is his I don't clutch see, too low? I, I mean, I don't know. He, he, he definitely did it. That one run that he did, uh, uh, that year where he, where he would, but he beat the Nets and then he beat the Bucks and all of that. But Tatum has I, had clutch fourth quarters. Yeah. When we talk just, about the last shot. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, you, Brooklyn, you, you know how much I, you know how much I love LeBron James. LeBron James has had clutch, dominant fourth quarters. But a lot of times, you know, I want the ball in his hand because I want him to make the right play. I don't, I don't necessarily need him to take the last shot. Jason Tatum, I haven't really seen him, you know, do it to that level. I've just seen him take over games in the fourth quarter. I've def, I've seen that. But we're talking about five, four, three, two, one, right? Kobe would never. <laughs> but that's what never. the game is modeled after. Like he, him, and Devin Booker are trying to be on that on that kind of that Kobe art, where like where they model. You know, it's it's a beautiful like their games are beautiful to watch. Obviously, uh, or right, how about this, Sammy, Devin Booker or Jason Tatum? Last shot. Be objective. Jason Tatum. I think I. A Rod. I'll take Jason Tatum there. Man, remember Devin Booker uh, in the bubble? When he was laying on the ground. <laughs> and then after that, he just became soft as fucking Charmin tissue after that. Exactly. He had to deal with Chris Paul. That's why. You know, Chris Paul would be, be now, like, he has to deal with, now he has to deal with Kevin Durant. Well, Chris Paul be punking all his all his players on the team. He made Blake Griffin feel small. He, he makes all these people feel small. So, I don't know. You know. I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent about um, uh, 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 Booker. I, I'm, I'm more like starting to hate him than I like him. And like Jason said, Kevin Durant. I no, it's not because of Kevin Durant. It's just it's just his mannerism. Like he, it's like what's the video of him when he was like getting double team and he was like, "Why are you like double crying?" Yeah, I mean, he is also light skinned you know. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what they say. I mean, I mean, come on now, like you know. <laughs> uh, I didn't even go go there. All right, so let's let's Just move like on. Let, let's come back. <laughs> Dang. All right. All right. Let, let's, <laughs> let's 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 keep the pivot back to the NFL. Um, uh, with KK's awesome segment, the blame game. Um, so the first the first team that I wanted to throw out there because I know this is your boy KK is A Rod's boy I got my cat screaming in the background as well, but <laughs> Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, who is to blame there? Man, that's tough, man. Um, how many drop passes did they have in that game? In 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 that uh, I mean, as much as they try to help out Lamar Jackson, they don't. It's like the team does not. When you have such a generational talent, a lot of the times players just stand back and watch, right? And they're not as engaged as they need to be. It's like we know he can go break a 50-yard run. We know he can throw the ball down the field. We know he's going to do something incredible. But I'm seeing drop passes, drop passes. And I feel like the Baltimore Ravens either need to fire their athletic trainer or like they have the worst luck when it comes to injuries. It's like Every run, it's like they be just cycling through running backs, cycling through wide receivers. I mean, it's just, it's one, it's always one thing or another, one thing or another with that team. So, I, I, I honestly just, I, I, I can't put the blame on Lamar. I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I gotta put it on. I can't, I can't put it on the coach. I gotta just put it on his, uh, I mean, on, on the other guys. Like, that's why he only feels comfortable with Mark Andrews because that's the only person that. that he feels like he can trust because everybody – I've seen Isaiah Likely drop balls. I've seen OBJ not uh, be able to play. Zay Flowers, as good as the season he's having, I've seen him oh, drop the ball a few times. And, you know, he looked focused. Hollywood Brown last year was – in the last couple of years was dropping balls all the time. It's just – it's everybody. And as much as I want to, you know, you know, as much as I know you probably want me to blame Lamar for that, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't get that Devin Booker shit out of my head, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Playing like, um, I agree with KK. I think if you're an offensive player and you land in Baltimore, it means like your career is in jeopardy or 
you know, you're just part of the cog wheel and we're going to plug and play here. Yeah. Um, I.e. Melvin Gordon, like Melvin Gordon, like three, four years ago was a stud. And, and now he's just a cog wheel. Um, same thing. OBJ cog wheel. Now um, I don't put it on Lamar. I don't put it on the, on the coaching. It definitely is that. And Mark Andrews is Lamar Jackson, just like Tom Brady had Gronk. It's he trusts him. He has that camaraderie, that trust. I know you'll come up big for me and, and, catch the ball if I throw it to you but all these other guys yeah they're they're doing their part but maybe it was just a divisional jitters I don't know what it is but like you got to be better than that I agree with KK everything you said yeah I, I also don't think they have the right skilled wide receivers and they never do I don't know who their wide receiver scouts are or how they decide on that I just think they just have like straight line running guys and that's not to lamar jackson's skill set you know what i mean like he needs some intermediate pass game he needs some possession yeah. guys to take some of the onus off him from being a constant playmaker because if if the ball is not there 30 40 yards down the field they just expect him to run the 10 to 15 he just can't do that you know he prefers and i think kk you've said it before he prefers to pass the ball you know he, he doesn't really does. want to run <laughs> But it's like, bro, I I can't. I don't have a choice. Like I, so I, I got the stats pulled up. The most drop passes of uh, NFL teams this year. We all know who number one is because of Kadarius Tony. <laughs> I think he they have eleven drop passes this year, and I think he contributed to like nine of them uh, individually. And then maybe uh, Mark, Valdez, how many passes have they had as well? You know what I mean? Because I bet you the Chiefs are probably yeah. up there in passes anyway. So of course, but the uh, the Chiefs are number one at eleven. Baltimore's number six at eight. So uh, Jacksonville got 11, Dallas got nine, Detroit got nine, the Rams got nine, and then Baltimore is six most drop passes this year. But I wonder what the percentage is, too, for the Ravens, because if, if I'm not mistaken, they, are, they don't throw the ball as much as some of those other teams that you just mentioned. So having eight on a lower volume than all those other teams, that's exactly. pretty ridiculous. The ratio is the definitely... The math's not math. It's not mathing. The math is not mathing. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll, I, I gotta blame I gotta blame the other guys though. All right, so this is kind of a two part blame game, right? So who's the blame with the Minnesota Vikings, and also like what what should what's next? What should they do? Because obviously they're underachieving, right? Yeah. We expected this team to be at least a kind of a playoff team, right? They're not even not, close not right me. now. <laughs> so, not me. Well, I mean, as compared to last year, right? Like they made it, so you just kind of assume that they're not going to be this bad, right? Well, last year. The two most overachieving team, overachieving teams I've seen in like the last hundred years, the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> they all like I, I could not understand how they were winning all those games. I give you your flowers there on, on the Vikings at least. We both knew the Giants, but the the yeah. Vikings for sure. I'm like, bro, like they can't keep doing the shit that they're doing. Like I'm sorry, like they keep. Oh, we gonna make a 31 zero well, comeback. Cousins like, is like having a good year though. That's what's crazy. He always does oh, though. He, they just because they're always losing, they just throw the ball all day. It looks they have good. no defense. There's no defense. No, none, none whatsoever. Blame, the blame is on the coach. The coach constructs a great offensive roster. He'll get you three receivers that could be a one or a two on every team. And then he doesn't do anything with the defense. It's just like Kevin O'Connell is an offensive coach. That's not his job. That's the GM's I, job. To, well, to, that's but still, like I know they have some say in that too. They gotta have some kind of say in that. But the, the I put it on the coach, I put it on the GM, I put it on the front office, I put it on all of that. You gotta put some kind of defensive presence on the field. And now I hear Daniel Hunter's name being thrown out as trade possibility. Like that's your anchor. You're gonna get rid of your anchor now. Now it's it's all that. And letting Dalvin Cook go, I mean I, I 
it just you're an offensive it's still team. Still hard to defend. It's still hard to defend that move. And you know, you know, with the Vikings, like I said, you know, last year they overachieved, and somehow, you know, it, 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 the funny thing was that they had to play the Giants in the first round of the playoffs. That was the funny thing. Like one of them teams had to lose, right? But I think now with Justin Jefferson being hurt, kind of moving forward. It's like they got to be in sell mode. That's why Daniel Hunter's name has has to come up. Oh yeah, most of their first of all, we, they're going to be super but, exposed now without Jefferson. Like yeah. even extra. Oh my god. Case, I mean KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson, and and uh, Jordan Addison. I mean, you know, Addison, <laughs> we were just talking about you have that guy, Kirk Cousins. His guy was Stephon Diggs, and then now it's uh, uh, Justin Jefferson. Like you have that guy. Now it's like. Man, I hope I hope Hawkinson can get me out of the situation because I mean Jordan Jordan Addison and him are pretty nice too. Him and Jordan Jordan Addison Osborne can play now. Yeah, Osborne can play. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. But at the end of the day, when the rubber needs to beat the road, it's fourth and nineteen against the Bills last year. Who did he throw the ball to? Justin Jefferson. If it's fourth and nineteen now, who the hell is he gonna throw the ball to? He don't know who to trust. Like he knows Jefferson can go up there and get it. Jordan Addison was on the team last year, and he's not a light skin, so I got trusted. <laughs> Long story short, they gonna be, they, the blame game for them is, to me, the front office, and they need to be selling moving forward because, um, I mean, Detroit, I was wrong. I, I, had, I, I said Green Bay was going to win that division. Detroit, man, it, it, it's finally come together. Like, it's finally – we're seeing, like, the, the, the results of Dan Campbell. A-Rod's been on this Dan Campbell train since – since since training camp uh, when he showed up the first time, and oh, it's 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 there. Like, and, and the same thing with David Montgomery. He was on his David Montgomery train, and it's the, it's working. Like that's why people so you know people fantasy football play you know people. Like, oh my God, Jameer Gibbs! Uh, like stop crying. It's working. <laughs> it's working. So you know, and they just got Jameis Williams back. Um, no, we got to see what happens with Amara. But even without Amara, they're still putting up forty two points. It's like. The team is good. So, obviously, we know Minnesota is not going to be better than Detroit. Green Bay, you know, for all their woes, I know Monday Night Football didn't look that pretty. It was a boring game as well. Uh, but Green Bay is better than Minnesota. Chicago, after what it did to Washington last week, without Justin Jefferson, Chicago is better than Minnesota right now. Honestly, like let's be honest. Like, what does Minnesota have that scares you now without Justin Jefferson on the field? And they if, look like if the they're New England get... Patriots. No, no, no. Yeah, y'all, y'all, man, y'all. Oof. I pray for y'all, man, for real. <laughs> nah, we don't need any prayers, man. We just need action. I, 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 I sit there, and I'm like, I can't, cause like I used to be on that Bill Belichick shit. Like, nah, Bill Belichick. Yeah, he's he's seventy. He's sixty five percent of the reason, and Tom Brady thirty five. This shit going on right now, Tom Brady is like ninety percent of the six rings, and and uh, Bill Belichick is like ten. It's a little Bill bit Belichick, of both. He, it's a little bit of both still, yeah. and. Yeah. My point with the blame game is Robert Kraft. I think he needs to pull the strings off of Bill Belichick. He needs to stay as a coach and only a coach because, as you guys see, this team lacks any talent whatsoever. Whatsoever. Therapy session. Therapy session. Not to mention. Yeah. Not to mention. I got my cat screaming again. <laughs> not to mention. Not to mention that. Dante Skarnecki is not gone. They have no offensive line. 
and mm-hmm. it's it's just the, throwing a haystacks, right? A Rod, like this, these bunch of wide receivers are absolute haystacks. Nobody can get open. I saw a stat the other day that said the Patriots are like last in in separation. Their separation. wide receivers are like last in separation. They've been like that. It's unbelievable. They've been like that the last couple of years. It's unbelievable. Well, yeah. I mean, at least we had Myers before, right? Now we don't even have that. Yeah. Um, and so. My thing is, I I still think he's really effective at constructing a defense, um, and 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 having a good scheme. I I think this scheme is fine. It's just number one, it's the lack of talent. Number two, it's the nepotism of the coaching staff that I think is just That's really it. destroying everything. And it mm-hmm. really needs to come down to Robert Kraft to say, listen, like we're losing too many games at this point, like you need someone else to take over the offensive talent duties. I'm going to let you guys take it away while I take care of this cat real quick. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you 100% on that. I think I think Robert or Robert Kraft, uh, Bill Belichick is doing way too much than he should be doing. I think he's got to step back, worry about running the team. Like you said, he puts together a good defense year in and year out. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like good organizations um, – the head coach and the GM work together, work with the GM, get the guys that you're thinking in the locker room. If, if it's, if it's something that can happen, but don't go out and just get a, in the, especially the draft bill does the craziest things in the draft. And we allude to that every year. Like if there's supreme talent right there that fits the mold, why are you going to go get this offensive lineman from North Dakota C- central state? And get him. Cole Strange. How's he doing, Sammy? He's doing well. Yeah. He's just not healthy. <laughs> Can't predict so, health. I'm, I'm I'm in agreement there because the the offense it's it's we saw Ramondre Stevenson do so good last year, and what a big step he's taken this year. It's not his backwards. fault. Backwards. Backwards. So I'm, I'm not saying it's I'm not I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm saying the way the offense has been constructed. It's not set up for success. It looks like the Jets. We're going to get these good, like one or two good players and throw them out there, but we're not going to have an O-line. We're not going to have a quarterback that anybody trusts. It, it, it just it doesn't smell right over there to me in, in New England right now, and, and it's, it's, that's not like the type of culture that you guys have there. We're also bottom four in spending. Like, that's nuts. You don't win games by being the cheapest organization. Y'all are 28th in offensive spending, I think, and then 11th on defensive spending, which we've seen. Why Why is Bill Belichick regarded as one of the greatest coaches of all time? Because since he had Lawrence Taylor with the Giants, it's been a 30-year dominance when it comes to defensive mindset. It's 2023, baby. <laughs> Mike McDaniel is putting up historic numbers right now. We uh we got quarterbacks throwing five, uh, fifty passes a game. We got all these schemes and Madden and shit going on on the field, and we got Bill Belichick still thinking it's nineteen eighty six, and that's not gonna work in today's NFL. As much as he wants, he, look, we we saw it with Greg Popovich, right? After Tim Duncan left, it's been it's 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 been downhill since, right? But He's, you know, they they stuck with him, and now he got himself a Wembyana. We're gonna see. But at the end of the day, coaches don't want to leave the teams worse than where how they found it. That's the last thing Bill Belichick wants to do, and that's the last thing Popovich wanted to do. So I think they, I don't think they're gonna just can him like that. But yes, they need to relieve him of some of his duties because it's like Jerry Jones, right, with the Cowboys. Jerry Jones has too much power on everything that happened on that team, and that's why the Cowboys haven't done shit in thirty years. And and we're at that stage with Bill Belichick where he has more power than he can that he he can 
mentally deal with right now. You talk about the nepotism, which we talk about, you know, just the, the archaic mindset that he has. And then also he's always recycling offensive coordinators, the same ones, the same coaching staff he's had for the last 20 years. It's the same faces. It's like, bro, when are you going to like get out of your shell and like, Spread your wings and try something different. And like, I'm not even mad at the Bill O'Brien signing. Like sometimes I see yeah. some of the things. Like you look at the first game to now. Like I, I see yeah. what Bill O'Brien's trying to do, but I feel like he just he's with the team he has. He's just like, what else can I do with this? Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, I watched Doug Peterson when we had Carson Wentz, and then Carson Wentz got hurt, and then Nick Foles took over. Within a couple of weeks, Nick Foles was running that RPO perfectly. Like. That's what happens when you have an offensive coach that knows how to coach the quarterback. And, like, you know, Tom, even when Tom Brady was there that last year, we could see it was starting to it was starting to go downhill. Even that year they lost to the Titans, his last year, you know, the last year he, he was uh, with the Patriots. You could kind of see the infrastructure starting to break a little bit. And since then, it's just been a lot of this, oh, let's try Cam Newton. And then let's try Mac Jones. Cam Newton and Mac Jones and Tom Brady – are the most three different quarterbacks we could possibly, you know. Think. So it's like they don't really have an identity. His identity is I'm a, I'm going to coach defense, but hopefully I have an offensive coordinator who can who can bail me out, or I have a quarterback like Tom Brady who can bail me out. I'm going to let my defense do his thing, but hopefully I got so and so to bail me out, and so and so is not there. So and so is not there. So what, yeah. what if the Patriots get the first pick overall? Does Bill trade it? <laughs> What's the what are the odds, right? Like what are the odds? It's probably I'm a rock with Mac. I'm a rock with Mac Jones. <laughs> but the the problem with the Patriots, they're 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 like a purgatory type of team because they're never gonna be bad enough to get that kind of a pick. Hey man, we're so well on be, our way right now, baby. Let's I go. don't know, man. He gonna he gonna find a way to squeeze he out look, Carolina ain't winning good. no games anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, Minnesota is winning. Like a lot of teams suck right now. We have, we the still Patriots, have the hardest schedule in the NFL. So defense, defensively, y'all go, y'all go have a scheme for somebody. Y'all go find a way to win five games. Woo-hoo. And that's that's Udon's gonna be good enough to... for the season. Gonzalez is injured for the season. We just got J.C. Jackson. Where the Chargers were never quick enough to pull to press the yes on that trade. They were so <laughs> we, quick, are, and they're paying we, him thirty we... million dollars. You know, like. They said take it's like, that it's shit. Like a, it's like on Madden. It's like, you know, that trade probably wouldn't go through on Madden. They're like, nah, bro, this is not enough. <laughs> We're not interested in this trade. Uh, and Bill Belichick's like, uh, uh, the Chargers like, hell yeah, go ahead, please, have fun, <laughs> <Yeah>. take him <it> back. <laughs> but no, nah, hey, hey, Sam, it's gonna be all right, man. Like for real, you know. Um, unfortunately, the division is just better because uh, you gotta understand. The last twenty years, the the Patriots was beating up on the Bills, Jets. And uh, in Miami every single year. So no matter what, you went into the year knowing you're going to win at least five divisional games, right? It ain't like that no more. Nope, <laughs> not anymore. The, 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 the young minds are, are, are taking over that division right now. You know, the Josh Allen, you know, the, the futuristic quarterback, the futuristic offense of the Miami. Uh, that list I just showed y'all with the uh, most drops, Miami has one drop this whole season. One drop. <laughs> like, they, their offense is clicking on, a, on another kind of level. And then the Jets – they're literally an error Rodgers away from being uh, back, you know, back in the playoffs. So it's like, yeah, everybody's passing y'all by right now. But you know, I think if y'all just kind of relinquish some of them duties from uh, from old boy, mm. you know, it can start looking clean again. But not this year. Whoever whoever that Pittsburgh Steelers scout is, I want him. Like I want him in New England. 
Get us some damn receivers, man. Are you kidding me? But anyway. Bruh, they find them damn receivers over there. Oh, God, it's a factory, bro. They find them receivers. Take A-Rod's statement. That's a, they're a wide receiver factory, bro. bro. Uh, all right. A-Rod, give us the numbers again from last week about uh, how, how the score was. So KK's still winning, right? He's got three weeks now, right? He's he's up big. If we, if we take a win for me and a win for uh, Vic, KK's got two wins. I got a win. Vic's got two wins. You've got zero. So well, That's why I'm the MC. So. Sammy! <laughs> bro, how you got zero? <laughs> I'm the Patriots right now, bro. Don't worry. That's I'll, just, I'll find a way to win. That's just ranking the weeks. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. All right. So I picked some games this week. This is a, this week is a doozy guys. It's terrible. Like it's not very good. Um, but I picked some games that had some pretty close matchups to make it a little bit more difficult. Um, so the first game is the Baltimore Ravens at the Titans. I believe this is a London game again, right? This is a nine 30 game, yep. nine 30 in the morning. 9:30. So the Ravens are favored by four. The over under is 41. KK, who you got? So watching the Titans this year is, is confusing, man. I don't, I don't. I said it. I think I said this shit last week and week. Like I, I do not understand the Titans, and you know it's so easy to say. You know we were talking about Lamar earlier. Like they should win the game, right? But luckily it's not a home game for either neither one of them. Like so both of them got to travel travel overseas. So I'll, I'll I'll still you know I'm gonna still stick with Lamar because that's what that's that's uh in my nature to do. But those, I mean, those are two teams that are very hard to kind of analyze right now. But I'm, I'm gonna stick with the Ravens though. But definitely taking that under forty one. Yeah, I'm taking that under. No, he's taking that nine thirty game. I'm smashing traveling that, overseas. Smashing that under. Could be smart. Could be smart. That could be smart. <laughs> hey, Rod, who you got? Um, I'm sticking with Baltimore too. But I I agree with what KK said. These are two question mark teams that we don't know what they're doing. Like coming into the season, Baltimore was supposed to be <clears throat> this fixed team and we got receivers now and just that was my super bowl pick <laughs> yeah and the titans i always say like they they find ways they're they're like nuclear bomb goes off cockroaches in the titans stay alive somehow so <laughs> uh Derek Kennedy still will be standing somewhere <laughs> I'm, I'm picking i'm picking baltimore but yeah tennessee can easily find a way to win this game too i am taking the Sammy, titans here uh, I am taking. Are you taking the Titans? All right, talk talk about it as if Vic was here from the gambling standpoint. So the is well Ravens well minus four. So yeah. Like, so what would you do? Okay, so eighty nine percent of the cash is going to wow. So eighty nine percent of the cash and seventy six percent of the tickets are going to the Tennessee plus four. So everybody is taking the spread in Tennessee's favor. So everybody thinks it's going to be a closer game. However, I agree. Oh, wow. So for the money line, this is crazy. 99% of the cash is going to Tennessee for the money line, while 57% of the tickets are going to Baltimore, meaning that big money is going to Tennessee. So take for that what you will. I believe I read that right. Vic's probably going to correct me, but I believe I read that right. So that is what we got for that, and that is the reason is why the I'm taking least? the Titans, huh? Is he in the chat at least? He can just say no, something. No, no, he's not in the chat. He's probably has, he probably <laughs> has to watch stuff with his kids and stuff like listen, that. Listen, man, you know? he got he got he got to watch some kiddos, man. Like, listen, man, it's not an easy job, man. Yeah, he's got two of them too. You know, he probably got all his TVs yeah. occupied. A he's, cat is one thing. He's probably playing Call Sammy of Duty, honestly. Go. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Probably is. Be where I can see you, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's that, that's how you be a father. 
Let's go. All right, next game, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Houston Texans. So surprisingly, the Saints are one-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 42-and-a-half. So usually I start with Vic, but I'll start with you, A-Rod. Who you got? What? Um, I'm going New Orleans because it's kind of like a home game for them, too, in a way, because New Orleans ain't that far from Houston. So there's going to be a lot of Saints fans there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm starting to digress on the whole uh, QB4. Houston now a little bit. He looks good, but why? I don't know. What happened? I don't know. I just I just don't see it in him. I don't know. Bro, you, 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 you flip flop for real, for real. <laughs> also, I drank the Kool Aid a little bit, but I'm starting to digress a little bit. I'm I like the Kool Aid. As much as I'm still drinking the Kool Aid, though, I'm picking the Saints too, bro. <laughs> like what they? I mean, look, it's so easy. They they just beat the Patriots what 34 to zero. It's so easy to have a down week after that, right? Like you, you feeling so high and mighty. Yeah, we just beat the shit out of Bill Belichick. So that's a high school team. That is, a, that is a stop. That is a concern that they're gonna take the Texans too lightly. Um, but I will rock with the Saints on this one as well. All right, so we we have a little bit of a split here. <clears throat> so for if we're just speaking money line, which is usually what we do on the show. 62% of the cash is going Houston's way, while 56% of the tickets are going New Orleans' way. So obviously you got a little bit more tickets going to New Orleans, but you have more of the cash going to Houston. So for that reason, I'm going to trust the big wigs. I'm going to go to Houston Texans here. <laughs> I like what Sammy's doing here. <laughs> Finding right. wins. Next game. Hey. I, I, I got to try, man. I'm trying to get this dub. I, you know what I, mean? I got to get this dub, man. I got to get this dub. I'm trying everything possible. Yeah, just if you're a betting man and Sammy loses all these games again, just don't listen to Sammy's betting schemes. That's all we can say. <laughs> I apologize in advance. <laughs> all right, so for the next game, we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals came back a little bit, right? Did you guys watch that uh, Gridiron Heights that they were talking about? Um, if you want to get a W, you have uh, <laughs> Carolina on your schedule. <laughs> yeah, Carolina's bad, man. I feel so bad for Bryce Young. He has no help. He has no help, like for real. He's relying on thirty-two-year-old Adam Thielen. Like, come on, man. Like, come on. <laughs> That's no help. Yeah. So, uh, the but Bengals favored by three. Over/under is forty-five. So, go ahead, KK. We got. So, uh, just real quick. So, the last time we watched the Seahawks, you know, they beat the shit out of the Giants. But you know, people are doing that. And I told y'all before the year, and you know, me, A. Rob, we, we talked about this. I have so much faith in what the Seahawks are doing, the direction that they're going. And you know, every, and then back when we look at the Bengals. You know, Joe, you know, Joe, like everyone's so like, oh, no, Joe, like you, I think one of you, who is it? You, A-Rod? Like, I'm not seeing it with Joe Burrow. I'm like, dog, he's hurt. Now look at him. He healthy. He healthy. And we, what? who who didn't play? The Texans, right? Am I, am I, am I right? It was the Cardinals. Sorry. Shit. It was the Cardinals. The Cardinals, you're right. Yeah. They beat the dog shit out of him. Jamar Chase is happy again. You're like, what you need as a quarterback, you need the receiver to get mad. A.J. Brown got mad. Jalen Hurts is defeated. A receiver. You need a diva yeah. receiver on your team. And it, Stephon Diz got mad at Josh Allen. Josh Allen been feeding him all year. AJ Brown been fed all year. Now I look at Jamar. He getting fed. So they fat. They pause. fat. Yeah. Pause, <laughs> hey, <bro>. listen. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna rock with the uh, the Bengals on this one because Joe Burrow is, is gonna start is feeling better and better and better. And you know they start off seasons slow sometimes, but when they pick it up. They be going on 10-game winning streaks and be like, oh, shit. We were talking all that mess about them in September. Now look at them in November, December. So I'm going to rock with the Bengals on that one. So 
Joe Burrow, baby. So I forgot to allude to my craziest, wackiest story on this one. Jamal Adams is out again. <laughs> that man, I feel bad for that man. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad. I'm not going to lie. He's one of my favorite players, but it's been four years since I've seen him, so I can't say he's one of my favorite players anymore. He get locked out of every every gym right now. <laughs> I I wish I wish the best for him, man. Um, KK, you and I are in sync on this. Um, Seattle is completely healthy outside of Jamal Adams. Uh, I like the trajectory they're going. Cincinnati, I'm still. It, it was a good game. It was, a, it was. It felt like a tune-up game against the team that they beat for me. And it was the Cardinals. My I, bad. It wasn't. It wasn't the Panthers. It was the Cardinals. So they were talking about yeah, if you need a yeah. win, you play the Cardinals, you get a win. Yeah. It's a tune-up game. Um, I'm still seeing that with Joe Burrow, but like I alluded to in the in like two episodes ago, they started out this slow last year, and they picked it up eventually. So I'm going to give my edge to Cincinnati because it's at home. That's the only reason, but I, I think it'll be a good game. I actually like this game a lot. It'll be That's a game that I'll have on, 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 on the side for real. Yeah, that's, that's going to be definitely a good game. Oh, wow. We got a little bit of a split here, huh? So for the money line, you got 51% of the cash going to Cincinnati, while 60% of the tickets are going Seattle's way. I mean, from just from watching the Seahawks this year, and you know, big shout out to Pete Carroll, like for real. Um, I, y'all saw like Marshawn Lynch the other day. He was talking shit about you know Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and all that shit, and like you know Russell Wilson, you know, as, as, you know, it's been a rough, been a rough couple of years for him, but he's playing better this year, but. You know, I don't think him and Denver are going to work out. But what Pete Carroll has done with that Seahawks team, them be them having a chance to beat the Bengals and all these teams should not be surprising anymore because they, I mean, it's like Geno, like they rallied around Geno and then that defense is starting to look like Le- not Legion of Boom yet, but they start, that's the infrastructure. Like they have a good defense and a quarterback that is going to play the system. It won't be surprising to me to see the Seahawks win. So, Sammy. I'm taking the Seahawks. Would you? I figured you would because I think that's why. That's why I'm. I'm, I'm basically explaining that pick for you on your behalf. But they also are on a three you. game. They're on a three game win streak too. So they're yeah, they're, they're coming man. in with a ton of momentum. They they yeah, remember Devon Witherspoon like you know that when they when they drafted him it's like oh man well, I, don't, I don't know he's he not made he I don't know if he was the best corner available but look at him he had that 92 yard um uh, pick uh, uh pick six against the Giants like. I don't know, man. The Seahawks, the Seahawks got our solid team, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm picking the Bengals. I know A Rod picking the Bengals, but I can definitely see why the Seahawks would be a team that you know a lot of the money. It's a close would one, yeah. Go to. <clears throat> yeah. For All sure. right. So for the next one, we got. Would you pick Sammy? The uh, Seahawks. He picked, he picked Seahawks. The Seahawks. Yeah. Um, the Detroit Lions coming to Tampa for a game against the Buccaneers. So you got the Lions favored by three in Tampa. That's crazy. The over-under... So that means even Vegas doesn't believe in what the Bucs are doing. That's disrespectful. <laughs> so the over-under is 43 and a half. So A-Rod, who you got? Man, you know I'm not going against my boy Dan Campbell. <laughs> you know I'm not going against that man. Give me the Lions. I'm sorry. I like the Bucks defense. I really do. I still don't oh, like... Oh, wow. Look at you. I do. I like the front. I like the front. Pause. And, and, the back, and the linebackers. But the secondary, I still say throw on them all day, man. They don't scare me. They make bonehead plays, so the Saints uh, couldn't throw on them. And Under and could hit here too. It could be another. And I game. think, I think Baker, and a half. 
Baker Mayfield's going to get exposed again, I feel like. I feel like Baker's, we're just waiting for him because he's having those games. He did it last year. He had those games, but then there were times he showed why he's Baker Mayfield. So make me eat crow, but I'm taking I'm taking my man Dan. I'm all on the Dan train. Pause. Oh, God damn. All right, uh, I'm about to surprise you. I'm going with the Bucks. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Bucks. Um, Shout out, some, Pless, there's right? something. There, there's something about Baker Mayfield that's like you like at the as much as you want to hate the guy is as much as you want to love the guy because he's bro. some yeah he's somebody you got to rally around right like as much like he's been a walk on a couple of times you know he got chased by the police. He's doing the Dougie in the circle. He's doing progressive commercials in the stadium. Like he, his life is a is like a <laughs> is a very interesting life. It's like what Johnny Manziel should have been is what Baker Mayfield has become, and he's taking on that 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 persona of like the new. He's like the new age Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I I, I look at the Bucks and I'm like, I thought the Saints were gonna beat the shit out of the Bucks, and the Bucks beat the shit out of the Saints, right? And we just saw the Saints come back and beat the shit out of the Patriots. So I look at the Bucks and I'm like, you know what? As long as Mike Evans is playing, because I know he's a little, little hammy up, his hammy's a little, you know, but I think he's going to be playing. I'm going to just rock with the I mean, the Bucks. I'm going to rock with the Bucks, man. I'm, I'm, I like what I'm seeing from Baker. I feel like this is this team is the perfect fit for him. So I'm, I'm going to rock with the Bucks on this one. All right. So... For this game, 54% of the cash is going to the Bucks for the money line, while 64% of the tickets are going to Detroit. Usually I like to but usually I like to go with the wigs on this one, the big money big money ballers. But in this case, I think because there's such a difference in that, and it's only 54%, I'll probably gonna go with the Detroit Lions as well. I'm the lone wolf on this one. You are. Ow. You are. Ooh. I like like All right, it. so for the final go, game, Bucks. Monday Diamond night, Dumbers. we got the battle of the, like, average good teams. I know you're going to like that, Katie. The average good teams. Like, they're good, but they're not That's that. That's the best like, way to put it. You know what I'm That's saying? The like, they're good, but they're not that next level because they just got demolished by the team that's at that next level. So we got yeah. the Cowboys at the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> The Cowboys are the favorite by two and a half. The over-under is 45. And we start, obviously, with our big Cowboys fan, KK. Listen, man. He's going to pick him again. He's going to pick him again. So, last week, last week, I I picked the Cowboys with the intention knowing that, all right, if I'm right, well, you know, at least I was right. If I'm wrong, thank God I was wrong because let's go 49ers. But this week, after you get your ass beat like that, uh, and you got George Kittle making fun of you, Michael Parsons is probably gonna have five sacks in this game. Let's be, honest. let's like let's let's really be honest. He's so pissed off. I'm going like, and I think they played last. Pray game, for Justin Herbert, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm praying for Justin Herbert, like for real, because you know the Chargers are not gonna run the football. We all know they're just gonna pass the ball 55 times. Thank you, good for my fantasy team. I got the stack with him and uh, Keenan Allen. I'm gonna take that. No more Mike Will. No more Mike Will made it. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm taking that. But come on, man. Like the the Cowboys are, the Cowboys are the better, good, average, good team to me. So I don't care if the and the game was in the uh, is in L. A. for the Chargers. I bet you I could bet all my money right now. There's gonna be more Cowboy fans. Yeah, than the there's Chargers. no home field. It's a Cowboys home game. They, yeah, yeah. They train in California during the off season. Yeah. Give me the Cowboys. <laughs> Give me the hey, Cowboys. Uh, 
Uh, I think I'm going to be the lone wolf here on this one. I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to say they're going to see why they miss Kellen Moore. So I got I got that in the bag there. So give me the Chargers. Yikes. All right. Is so that- let's take a peek at this. So, ooh, A-Rod's on to something. So 60% of the cash are going the Chargers way, while 53% of the tickets are going to Dallas. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna join you, A Rod. Actually, sixty percent. Yeah, let's do this. I'm gonna join you. I'm it did lone wolf, take baby. the Chargers. He's the lone wolf again. I'm take, I'm, I'm winning this week, y'all. I'm, <laughs> listen, they just got they they just got bodied by the 49ers. They ain't coming out flat this week. Bro. I'm I you. am worried about that. Michael, That's true. That's a very they ain't good coming point. out flat. Michael Parsons, believe me. Uh, well, I don't know what his over under for sack. If it's if it's point five. Smash that, smash that over. <laughs> smash the over. He gonna have at least three, four sacks. <laughs> All right. So let me let me set the table for the MLB. Um, hey Rod, actually, why don't, why don't you take it away for the MLB and kind of introduce the topics and stuff like that that we got going on? And unless KK wants to start, you know, his little rant on the on the Phillies. You go right ahead, hey Rod. You set me up, hey Rod. You set me up. All right. So we had the uh, playing games where. Tampa Bay played, um, who was it they played? The Rangers. Rangers, Rangers and only scored one run in a, in a three-game series and, and went out 2-0. Um, Twins played the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays, once again, all that firepower just to get out first round. Uh, two AL teams, two AL East teams out first round, 2-0 swept. Uh, Brewers played Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, man, like, I didn't think they had that dog in them. And they won 2-0, so set the table now. And the Phillies. Phillies beat – who did y'all beat? We beat the um, the Marlins. That was Marlins, that's slight right. work. That was slight work. Yeah, 2-0. Yeah, they had a cup of coffee with us, man. That was, that was all the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cafecito in Miami a couple of days. So <laughs> yeah, listen, we, had, we, had a, we had a colada, you heard? <laughs> yeah. So now we're at the divisional games, and right now KK's team is up 2-0, or 2-1 in Atlanta. Uh, It should have been a sweep tonight mm -hmm. when we dropped the ball. (laughs) The Diamondbacks are up 2-0 on LA, which is crazy. Uh, The Rangers took care of the light work of the (laughs) Baltimore Orioles. They took care of the AL East. (laughs) And the AL East champs. And... And the uh, Houston and the Twins are at a 1-1 right now. I don't know what the score is. I didn't look. I know it started with 0-0. So um, the topic that I want to touch it's nine on. It's 9-1. Oh, wait. No, it's not 9-1. Oh. Sorry. No, it's 1-1. Sorry. Still. 1-1. Okay. No, it's 3 it's, Sorry, it's three to 2 Astros right now. Okay. The topic oh, I want. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a game. The topic I want to touch on is the AL East. How year in and year out, we praise this division. It's the hardest. It's the toughest division to play in. But come playoff time, um, those teams that get there, they just they don't go far. I mean, the Rays, yeah, they went to the World Series one year. But since then, they last two years, they've won and out. First round out. First round out again this year. And Baltimore, everybody was like, look out for Baltimore. I kept beating the, beating the drum saying there's no experience on that team. There's not one set of piece of experience on that team. That's going to be able to get them through this. Mm-hmm. And Toronto, I'm I'm questioning that front office for the payroll. That, like the shit that you give the Yankees, everybody on that Toronto team is legit an all-star. 
or an, an all like baseball, like first team, whatever you want to call it. There's no reason that they should be getting swept. And by the twins at that, the twins compare, are stopping. Com- stop. Compare the Blue Jays and the and the Padres, in your opinion, because you know the Padres. You've the been same, on that shit the whole the whole time too. The same team. It's the same yeah, team. Yeah. They're they're those teams two goal. Those teams' goals is to beat the best team in that division, and it's the to Dodgers beat the Yankees, and it's yeah. to beat the Dodgers. Okay, yeah. and when the, and when the Dodgers did, or when the the Padres beat the Dodgers last year, they went out real quick to the Phillies. No problem. So. I don't know what it is. I, I, this is, or actually, I do know what it is. I think baseball, we're stuck in an era, and Sammy used to be in that era. And now he's, he, you know, they're they're spending cheap little fun tickets on players or whatever they give them to get hand me downs. But we used to spend big money. The Yankees, the Red Sox would always spend big money to get these big name players, and it worked for the most part. They w- it would work, but we also. People don't elude. We always have a good farm team. The Red Sox had a good farm team, and they would bring up players, or they'd get guys that were just misfits on team that they saw, like David Ortiz. We're going to get that guy from the Twins and go win a couple World Series with him. Fucking J.D. Martinez, you know, he's having a great year, and he's underappreciated. Well, we're going to bring him to Boston. They're going to love him here. Um, We've always done that, and I think the Blue Jays have gotten caught up in that. I think the Rays will forever be cheap. And never go get a hitter was what they need. In Baltimore, we see they have a great farm, but you didn't get anything else to supplement around it, like another good hitter or something like that. So all I'm alluding to, and, and you guys can allude, you know, give me your input, is the ALEs really that good, or is it just you know modeled to beat one team? And well, I, I have a question for you. So like, we you just gave me three different um, approaches, right? You got the cheap ass Rays that. Know how they know how to uh, build in the minor league. They know how to trade and take advantage of everybody in MLB. You got the Orioles, who's you know they sucked for so long and they kept getting great draft picks and great draft picks. And now that you know the team is there, and they got the Blue Jays who spend a lot of money. What approach do you think is best? Because I, you know, you I talk about the Phillies, right? We spent money. <laughs> we spent we went we went and got Trey Turner. We went and got baby Bryce Harper. Bronsky, we went and got Wheeler. <laughs> but- so. We but you got money. the right. But you got the right players. That's the thing. the The Toronto Blue Jays just go pay for a name, and they can't pay for him anymore because he's a little too expensive. So they get another big name. You know, Whit Merrifield is he's an all star, and he's still serviceable and still good. He's quick as shit. He's that three hundred hitter. There's a lot of guys they go and get, and I I, I think of the three. I like what I like what um, Baltimore is doing the best. Because this is their first year doing that. They brought up the farm. They, Them and the Reds brought up the farm this year, and it worked. Granted, the Reds didn't go very far, obviously, but it, it was working. All those guys were playing together, playing in the majors, seeing big-time uh, uh, players as opposed to the minor leaguers, and getting exposed to it. I think what Baltimore needs to sit down and realize and do is, okay, we've got a good group of young guys that we don't have to really pay for a while. Let's go get a couple pieces to put in there to to make this a better team and get the right guys. Don't go out and get uh, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing like a stupid name out there, like a like a Aaron Judge or something like that, a big contract like that that you can fill in, in right field that it's just a massive contract and that because I don't think that would gel there. Find the right type of player that would that would fit that, like Teoscar Hernandez. That'd be a perfect get for them, I think. 
I think that would be a good get for for the Orioles to get because he's a big bat. I don't think he's that cheap, and he produces. He did it with Toronto. He did it with the Mariners. Mariners almost made the playoffs. So I, I think that's the kind of guy that you target. But as for the Rays, they got to finally realize one year, we got to get one player. We just got to get that one solid bat as opposed to all these guys that we're banking on. Yeah, Yandy won the, the batting title. Congratulations. Yandy also just went home. So what are we really rooting for here? Yeah. And, and the Blue Jays, um, they're going to be stuck in that, that scheme, and it's, it's going to catch up to them, and they're going to just be like, shit, you know, now we got to lose all these players and rebuild again, and we're going to be in the cellar. Because we have no money now, so I, I I like what Baltimore's doing. Just get the hey, right. Remember what what I what did I say about Baltimore uh, like a, like a month or two, a month or two ago? I said like to me they're following like a little bit of that Astros kind of model because the Astros over the last how many years now you know they suck they suck they suck and now it don't matter like they just they find a way to keep getting back keep getting back. I think Baltimore is going to be the team, the next kind of team that would be able to do that. Um, but Sammy, let me ask you. My only thing with Baltimore too, real quick, is that they rely too much on the bullpen. They're gonna have to start getting some starters. I know there's like teams that like doing that. They got some. They got a solid bullpen though. <laughs> oh, the bullpen, yeah, I'm not taking that away. From that. I'm not taking that away. But you got to get at least an ace. Get, if they would have got Verlander, I would have said they're going to the World Series. Right. Okay. If they got Verlander, I'd have been like, it's game over now. Yeah. All right, Sammy. Now, now, speak of it, because you're one of the, you know, from an AL East perspective, right? The the, the Red Sox is a team that used to spend a lot more money than they probably spend it now, right? So Pretty cheap. Wh- which of those approaches do you feel most comfortable with with your situation? Uh, like, you know, the way your team is, is looking right now. Bro, fuck the farm, dude. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> like, what are we, the fucking Rays? Like, fuck the farm, dude. But I'm like one of the very few people who thinks that way. But, but to A-Rod's yeah. point, I think there's something to be said about a combination combination like combination. <laughs> having a good core of players right two three guys that come up through your through your system that that end up making it and then going out building taking your time them. building around them adding those players adding those pitchers adding those bats and then that's mm-hmm. when you create that type of dynasty that cohesion to be to, to have that longevity in baseball, right? Because you can have that longevity in baseball because of the contract setups, because players kind of last a little bit longer than maybe other sports. Now, I think one thing that you you didn't touch on, A-Rod, with this year in particular, is you look at the AL East also from the perspective of we're beating each other up. Like, we're beating each other up. And the Rays, I think, were one of the highest injured teams. I think you guys were too. I think the Yankees were just as well. I think it was like one and two right and I, I don't even think the rays had their full squad out there for the game not to mention they had some other situation with you know well, you know it's a pedophile yeah yeah arguably one of the best baseball who could have been one leave of the that best alone. baseball players let's but leave that alone that's a, that alone. that takes a big toll on them right you know you yeah. have you, you don't have that player and and maybe he's not yeah. being as offensively but when you have a guy that's that good defensively it makes a very big difference a rod you know that too um but i think there is a combo and i'm not seeing it with the red Sox. i know people are like oh yeah but our farm is growing this and that i'm like four of the freaking guys that they consider farm players are in the majors already (laughs) like shut the fuck up like and 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 you're kk you're reaping the benefits right now dave dabrowski like what is he doing he's just He's throwing a, a group of just tremendous players because what is the what is the goal at the end of the day of any franchise? 
to win championships. Series, win yeah. championships. How by any means win championships. If you if you how's gotta, that Philly farm like though? Probably like crap. But I mean, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, who gives a it's shit? Gone. You know I mean? We all know the Dombrowski effect. Get rid of the farm, get the players. Hey, but I mean, a hey. lot of the players he gives away don't even pan out. You know what I mean? They don't. Like, the first time people were judging him because he got rid of Cameron Maven. That's the biggest one that I remember off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. Because he was like, everybody's like, oh, this is going to be one of the best baseball players like ever. What did he, what did he pan out being? Like nothing. He went like, to the just, Padres. That was the problem. Average. Like, yeah, and then but he went to the Pirates. We got, we, it's just average. We got rid of we got rid of our Vicky Maniac last year, and you know he 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 did pretty well for the yeah. Angels. But I like the return. I mean, I'm I'm watching Marsh do like he had a home run again today. Defensively, he's fantastic. Like I'm reaping the benefits of us. You know, not settling for for the young guy. You right. know what I mean? So because they're question it's, marks it's, too, it's right? A combination, like, honestly. You have no idea what these kids are going to be. They're 18, 19 yeah. years old. You have mm-hmm. no idea what they're going to be. And I, I'm with you, A Rod. A lot of times where it's like, you know, give them time, build, blah blah blah. But it's a business at the end of the day. You have no idea, and you have to make the right decisions. And to be fair, I was one of the very few people. I, I this is going to sound crazy to say who gave the Yankees a bunch of credit like five or six years ago when they were doing the combination, you know, when they, when they were getting the, you know, the Stantons and, and, and bringing judge up and, and, and obviously bringing Gabby Sanchez up and all these other guys, bringing them up while also adding some expensive players around them. Obviously this year is a little bit unfortunate because of the injuries, but you know, which side works? I mean, uh, I mean, the Phillies are probably going to prove that spend the fucking money. The Dodgers, another team, right? I mean, to be fair, they do have usually a pretty good a farm system, but they spend a shit ton of money too. Like, yep. but they but they know how to develop. And and what that Moniac trade, KK, I would have did the same thing because he wasn't panning. He, I know he was the first pick overall, but he was not panning out in the minors. He was there for yeah, way yeah. too long. And when and he Marsh went to the not young, I mean, no, Marsh is not Marsh old. Is, you know what I'm saying? Like, Marsh is not old. Yeah. Yeah, Marsh yeah. was a top prospect for the Angels exactly. like three years. Right. Yeah. So. It, it balanced out for me. You you get some certainty there, and it's working. And like I said, they're getting a team of guys that, that all work. And and I think that's what you got to do. And they're doing a, a very great job of it. The Phillies are all white. That's what you had to do. Get an all-white team, and they'll be okay. <laughs> no Hispanics. Get, get rid of the guy that I said was the hero last year, Gene Segura. Put hey, guy where's Segura now? Like he got cut. He got cut because he – I don't even know where he's at right didn't now. He go, didn't he go to the Myers? <laughs> No, he went to the Marlins, and the Marlins axed that's, him. Oh, yeah, that's right. what I mean. He went to the minors, didn't he? That's oh, he was on the active roster, no, and I, he was batting 120, and they got rid of him. Did they? No, but it, don't they put him to minor first? Like that's, I think that's no, the it's DFP. He's probably DFP. playing in Korea, you know, with the Wangdong, uh, you know, Tigers. <laughs> my bad, that's China, my bad. But he's probably playing overseas. <laughs> yeah. But nah, I mean, and it, it's like – as you know, and, and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be a homer, obviously. You know, of course not. Of course not. You know, what I'm saying we 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 doing big things right now, but like you talk about getting the right players in a lot. Like we have the right players for the city of Philadelphia. Like the reason why is work. We got like Bryce Harper is like he's embraced and engulfed what Philadelphia is, right? And he's the head of the snake. The dude came back quick from his little Tommy John surgery. Don't give a shit, and you know he switched to first base. I saw I've been seeing him make some some beautiful plays at first base. I'm like, dog, this is this is beautiful. And 
that's because he's accepted his role. Trey Turner, you know, he had a he was a bad start. You know, for somebody who's getting paid that much money, it was a bad start. We used to boom, boo, boo, boo. And then we finally, you know, we gave him a round of applause, standing ovation. He's been a dog ever since. Castellanos last year, it was a little rough, but we stuck, he stuck with it. He stuck with it. Never let all this shit get to him. Castellanos is having an amazing postseason right now. So it's like, you know, every team has an identity, and you need to make sure that you bring the right kind of player to fit that that identity. So, like, we look at the Rays. The reason why the Rays are good at what they do is because they're all their players are exactly the same. They're just like forgotten about or you know overlooked or yeah, whatever. Misfit toys. Misfits, and they shit. They they go win ninety five games, make the playoffs. You know, they may not win the World Series, but hey, you know, when you're when you have nineteen thousand people showing up to your game, I mean, what do you I mean? It's not like there's something to embrace there, but like, so yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's like, and it's like the Yankees and the Red Sox, like in the Dodgers, like those are teams that go out there. I'm going to go get Aaron judge. I'm going to get the big name players. We're going to, you know, we're going to pay the, the you know, we're going to pay the guys that are supposed to be here and they're going to, our fans are going to, you know, rally around it. And the health is obviously a thing, but you know, it, I think just every team has an identity that they have to fill. And as long as you're 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 maximizing what your identity is, then you'll be set up for success. The Astros have maximized what their identity is. That's why they're always in the mix every single year. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, this really just comes down to just being the best of what your makeup is. Like you can't try to be like the Yankees can't try to be the Rays. The Red Sox can't try to be the Rays. Like we tried. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Like that, that is a horrible uh, game plan. Yeah. You need to go be who you are and then be the best at who you are. So the Yankees, don't see, yeah. the Yankees need to be like the Yankees in the nineties and two thousands. Bring up Correct. your core, bring up your core and put pieces around it that work. That's what they need to do. And, um, that's what they were doing this year, and I, I like what they were doing, bringing up farm players to see what they're and they're all good. So now build around that. You've got the right pieces there, but just get, you know, a better outfielder. I think you guys or, also or, have a coaching situation too. Yeah, too. the coach is a whole nother animal too. Yeah. I've been saying I've been saying that for like four years now. He's got to go because he's he's not a good manager. But one thing I do want to allude to is like the Rangers sweeping the Rays like without um, Max Scherzer without Jacob deGrom, who went out with Tommy John surgery. Yeah. like these, I, I feel like if you want to win uh, championships, go get your Bruce Bochy. He's, he's done it. He shows you how it's done. So this, this Rangers team, people were trying to write them off and say, oh, they're not, they're not that serious. This isn't that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the real deal. They've got a, a pretty complete roster. Uh, Jonah Heim grew up over a season and is, is a, a producing and so is Mitch Garver right behind him at catcher. And then all the other guys that they have on the team, of course, Corey Seager, MVP, World Series, Marcus Semien, he's got it. Uh, the third baseman, Young, is really good. Like All those guys are, are, are playing well. And then the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are what I'm alluding to of this whole conversation we're having. Diamondbacks have been able to bring up their core, their core young stars. I'm so happy for Cattell Marte, bro. I'm so happy for that, man. I'm, you know who the voice in the locker room is on the team? Remember how KK, we always say you got to have that old head on the team. Yep. Who's the voice of that locker room? Longoria? Evan Longoria is. You got a guy that's been there and done it. So Evan's the one who's chirping in the ear, and you got the young guys all around them, and they're all playing. Gabriel Montero, McCarthy, uh, uh, Corbin, Corbin, bro. 
they're they're amazing, man. And the pitching staff, I was like, this pitching staff sucks, but Zach Gallen, he's a Cy Young away from doing it. And the he's Dodgers got to like their pants. Dodgers got to be shitting their pants. So we'll see. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna. I mean, if we if we have to do like some predictions right now, right? Looking at looking at you know the 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 lay of the land, like the Rangers, the Rangers. Like I would love to see the Astros and the Rangers because. Who doesn't want to see that? To me, that that's going to be beautiful. I would like, I would love to see that. That's who Rangers fans want. Yeah, but it's going to be that. That's, I mean, that's that's the series. Like that's the series you want to see out of the AL. And then for us, you know, within the field, like, you know, they they're bringing. I think what Spencer Strider starting uh, the next game, so we're probably going to bring out Ranger again. Which I don't know how we won Game One with Ranger Suarez as a starter, but we figured it out. Um, and then Wheeler pitched a gem until. You know, we let our bullpen come in and, and screw that shit up. But um, I would love to see us and the Diamondbacks go against each other because, you know, the, you know, the Dodgers obviously, you know, they're already. Give me, give me your ALCS and your NLCS teams going. I mean, it's, it's not too well just yet. Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm a, I'm a, I would go with the Astros and the, and the Rangers, and I will go with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. Okay. And you'll get different identities in all those, you know, in all those teams right there, right? So it's like. And it goes back to your point. What is the best direction? You know, the Rangers got their direction. The Astros have their infrastructure and how they did it. We did it our way. You know, the Diamondbacks are doing it their way. So, like, you know, it's it's a lot of different approaches. But, you know, I think the days of just having the biggest uh, checkbook and hoping that it pans out, it's not, you know, it's it's hard to just do that. Baseball's a streaky game. Baseball's a streaky game. You get hot at the right time and you go. Sammy, who you got? ALCS and NLCS. Um, Rangers. Rangers, well, already. Rangers already won. So, yeah, Astros, Rangers. And then on the other side, I'm probably going to go Dodgers, Phillies. I still okay. I still think the Dodgers got it in them. I got it the same way as, as Sammy does. And I, I'm going to give you your flowers, KK, because this is a game of getting hot at the right time. And yeah. I could be wrong about the um the Dodger or the um the Diamondbacks they could be getting hot right now. Shout out to Bobby in chat. They only need one more win. As we're as we're talking right now, they're up two zero, not in the game but in the series. Yeah, and they, they I mean it's 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 hard it's hard to you know win three in a row because that's what the Dodgers need to do. Yeah. So, but if anybody could do it, it's the Dodgers. They've got all the firepower and everything. But all the shit, all the firepower they've had over the last decade. What one World Series win? So it's like all the money that they spend, like we talk about, they go win 109 games, they go do this, they go spend money, one World Series win against the Rays, who should have probably won that series if yeah, Blake Snell true. didn't get pulled from that game. And, you know, they didn't but go it's, 160, it's 162 games. That's what people forget. It's 162 games and injury happens. Yeah. And getting Bryce Harper out of the way in the beginning was perfect for y'all. And yep. for him to come back and play first base, I don't. I wouldn't yep. even make him play for. I would have made him just be a DH. That's what I, I thought. That's I would have put. Schwarber's yeah. fat ass would have been my first baseman. It makes no sense that he's an outfielder. But, but Philly is right now getting hot in the right mm-hmm. time. And I feel like that the we've been singing the praises of of the Braves all year. And I'm not taking anything away from the Braves. I think they're a good team. But I think that's Philly that's Philly's got them in a chokehold right now. And I think Philly's gonna beat them. You know what I? You know what we have? We have. Like the home the home field advantage that we have right now is on another level. Like since game one of the postseason against the Marlins, and how how crazy that crowd was, I was watching. I'm like, bro, I can feel the energy from my couch. That's like a scary feeling. Where like, bro, like 
imagine being a pit. Like I'm watching these pitchers, right? Everybody, like the control is all bad. You get to see the body language is not the same. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's beautiful, bro. <laughs> it's, I can't, I can't quick, lie to y'all. Quick shout man. out to this Bobby is... in the chat. What up, Thanks, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Boucher. Talking about how about them Knicks? Get out of here. About them. Get out. Damn Knicks. <laughs> hey, but anyway. Bobby, tune in. Be sure to tune in next week because we're gonna be doing a bunch of NBA stuff because we got the NBA coming. Got to preview so. the season next week because the next week is the tip off. Pause. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, man, y'all, y'all, y'all got that issues, tip off. Whoa, that's crazy. Wait, is it not called tip-off week? Y'all it got is, issues, bro. It is. Y'all got issues. I want, you, I want you guys to know this. I want you to know this. Every time I watch, like, commentators now and the shit they be saying, I'm like, pause. pause yes. Pause, it's pause, ruining pause. y'all lives right it's, now. It's, it's, pause. <laughs> it's ruining y'all lives. <laughs> that's crazy. I can't have a normal life saying pause every single second, bro. <laughs> But all right, I think that's all we got for today. I was going to do a little NBA, but no, let's save that for next week because these NFL games like, are complete trash. So we'll be able to do a ton of NBA next week. <laughs> so, hey, uh, I can't wait. yeah. So we got right. to sign off, man. Oh, we got my final take. Let me get my uh, final takeaways. Go ahead, KK. Real quick. The, uh, the NIL valuations came out, and uh, I'm looking at the bags these, these kids are making right now. Shador Sanders, 4.8 mil. Uh, Arch Manning, who hasn't even played a snap, 2.8 mil. Caleb Williams, 2.7 mil. Uh, uh, Travis Hunter, 2.3. And then uh, Spencer Rattler, Bo Nix, and J.J. McCarthy go blue, $1.4 million. Those are the, those are the top uh, college football NIL valuations right now. And we look at the game of college football, and to me, especially when they go to this 12-team model in the playoffs, college football has been saved with these kids because these kids are probably going to be like, you know what? I'll stay another year in college. You know what I mean? Like we look at, we look at NCAA basketball and the reason, like reason some of the product has kind of dropped a little bit is because one and done, one and done, one and done. So he's like, you're not really, you don't have a team. You're like, you know, that's been there for two, three years. Right. But now with NIL, Caleb Williams could, I mean, he's doing Wendy's commercials. He's doing, you know, all this shit. He can honestly be like, you know what? I'm going to just stay here in L.A. for another year, you know, go to back to college, get enjoy my college life and go get and go make some bread. Meanwhile, while I'm in college. pulling his hair out. Fuck. <laughs> I'm just saying to me, the, the NIL is, is so good for the product of what we're going to see uh, moving forward in college football. And when we get to this 12 team model, it's going to be so exciting because look at this year. I mean, we have a lot of, you know, it's, it's not as top heavy as it used to be. It used to be Alabama. And then the field, and then maybe throw in, you know, Georgia or LSU. The games or, you know, have every been year's... incredible this year. Yeah. So and we're so we're literally seeing it. So to me, I, I'm happy what I'm seeing with um with the NIL and everything like that. I was watching the interview earlier from the Pivot with Maurice Claret and his whole situation, and you know his whole life went all the way downhill because somebody paid his phone bill. Like you imagine getting suspended from college football because somebody paid your phone bill. Like it's just it's just it's maniacal to me, so I'm just happy to see that these uh these young men are 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 getting the bread and they actually have a decision. Like you know what, I might just you know I, I might just stay in college and enjoy this college, get my degree and everything. So shout out to uh, all these people and Shador Sanders. Shout out to Shador Sanders. I don't have my watch on right now, but uh yeah, I want to do that watch celebration. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you can find us on X at fair underscore weather pod. 
You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, search the Fairweather Podcast, and where you subscribe and listen to podcasts, you can catch the audio there. KK, you're getting the floor again. You got any words of wisdom? My words of wisdom? Look at my fully loaded AP. You heard <laughs> me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see me. I'm shining. Yeah. That's all I got. Shout out to the <laughs> Phillies. Sammy, I love you. It's going to be okay. If you need some therapy, I'm here for you. Thank you. A-Rod. <laughs> Hey, Rod, hey, we got, a, we got a big game this week. We're going to see what happens with the Jets and the Eagles. Oh, show me a gun. Let, <laughs> let me know where you want to watch the game at. Let me know where you want to watch the game at. We, we go yeah. back to District Tavern, scene of the crime. We go back to District Tavern. Everybody, <laughs> if y'all tuning in right now, we appreciate y'all. If y'all listening, we appreciate y'all. The audio is going to be good. The video is going to be good. Fully loaded. AP. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>